so excited to talk about this fabulous album. Both of these fantastic albums. Well, all all of these fantastic albums. It's an entire month, and fucking Robo Slush is here with Hatter, Mister Perry, Perry <laughs> over there. Hey, and me, our crow. We're just going right into it because Robert seems fired up about some shit. I don't know. I'm barely. <laughs> I mean, you know, it happens I, when you talk to Craig. So. Apparently, he got off fume talking to Craig. <laughs> you guys have never talked to Craig before, have you? Uh, I, I, ha- I definitely, I definitely have. I've had some long chats with Craig before. Some real He's... heart-to-heart sit-downs. <laughs> He's a real Craig. Is it worse than 311? All right, fucking end of the month. What am I drinking today? You want to know how, how far out I went for this one? I got a bottle of tequila... And, and a lime jaritos. Ooh, that's like that. There it is. That's how this <laughs> month is going. Feels great. <laughs> I don't got even some have my shit. Local IPA got? here, so oh, local IPA. IPA. Which local IPA? Uh, this is Port Brewing, remote location. It's one of their. Uh, they they constantly rotate these awesome. IPA is kind of out, so after like two months or so, you won't be able to find it anymore, unless you nice. find it at some like ghetto ass liquor store where nobody buys IPAs and it's like what's, six what's months it? past due. <laughs> what's, oh what's it yeah, again? super skunked. Yeah. What's what's it called? R- remote location. Remote location. Today's oh, like. sponsor pizza place. What? What are you at? What's that? I have Hazy Hero by Revolution Brewery, which I think is a Colorado brewery, but it is also in Chicago. Also in Chicago, sponsoring this episode of Is It Worse Than 311? This music fucking sucks. Hey, thanks for Port Whatever Brewing and Revolution for sponsoring us. And this definitely, what is, what is this? What the fuck am I drinking? To- is that Cor Coralio? Tequila Coralio? I can't read I can't, I can't tell. They're a little closer, yeah. Yeah, it'd be Coraleo. Lejo. Coralejo would be what it'd be. That's what I'm drinking. It's delicious. It's expensive. Nice. That's not, I feel like I've had that before. Is that 30 or 40? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good price point for tequila. You can get some real good mezcal for that price point, too. I got some, I got some decent mezcal right now that, uh... I spent just like a little bit more than that on. Love myself in Ultima Palabra, dude. That shit is a Fuego Maego, but. Yeah. <laughs> Lego Maego, man. Fuego my Bodigo. Some what the fuck did you say? Tacos, <laughs> uh, man. Ultima, Ultima Palabra is a, a spin on the last word. So it's equal parts um, chartreuse, um, maraschino liqueur lime and usually the last word has gin in it but with mezcal it, it makes the drink perfect it's the best drink it's a death and company drink from new york a big deal uh cocktail company um cocktail bar in new york city it's amazing the smoke brings out the sweetness and the cherry and the tart in the um in the lime and then the chartreuse is just really high powered anise flavored liquor it's like overproofed it's like 75 percent, 70 percent. So it's 140 proof delicious beverage not the green stuff the yellow one. oh yeah no the green stuff is the yellow yeah. one that's the one that's more chilled out 
Uh, yeah, the yellow one's a little more mellow. It's also more okay. expensive. But the chartreuse is a more is more in your face anise, and also the drink is sort of a greenish color because of the lime and the chartreuse. But it's a delicious, ah, and they lime. and they serve it with like a maraschino cherry at the bottom. It's delicious. It's an amazing oh, the, drink. But I, it's also a little sweeter. But the smoke really draws out that sweetness. It's it's nice. It's like a it's a well balanced drink. The gin I think makes it so it's like it feels more watered down. It's like it, it's almost like it knocks out points to the flavor like it makes it less of everything instead of more and it's not complimentary so anyway i'm sure i'm sure delicious. different different gins that could be used too but oh yeah i mean like a bit yeah i mean sure 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 but i mean cocktails are tended tend to be about dressing up shitty liquor often you know so in the case i mean obviously now we've gotten more sophisticated <laughs> but like in a very real way like you know this is something where it's like low end, high end mezcal is gonna make a difference, yeah. but both are like on point. But anyways, well, it's I've, one of the one of the things that I'll say to people pretty often when they're like, "What else do you have other than the well?" And like I look behind me and be like, "I mean, like this, but you don't want to." <laughs> it's like a twenty dollar pour. I don't want to make you a fucking screwdriver with a twenty dollar pour vodka. You know what I mean? Yeah, or whatever, you want whatever cold. we got. A martini, maybe, like a dry martini, i.e. no vermouth, like cold vodka. I mean, vodka's delicious the better it gets because it doesn't taste like anything. It goes from ever, tasting like shoe polish and nail polish remover to being like, wow, this is just wa- clear water and you don't know you're getting <laughs> fucked up, you know? You so. ever uh, you ever thrown a martini or tossed it, rolled it, where you pour no. it, where you take the two cups and you you do the, you know, you got the strainer on the on the smaller one? Uh-huh. Pour it and then you lower the lower the cups so that it like gets that big long strain. Oh, okay. Big big go in between it and then you dump the other cup back in. Like through the strainer. You know, the strainer's got all the holes and shit in it, so you just dump it right back on top of it and then dump it and like it makes it so there's like a big waterfall of liquor, but it also makes it so that you're not um constantly adding water. Like you're adding water when you dump it in and dump it out, mm-hmm. and then you're the way that it's breaking up. I think it makes larger bubbles. You're not diluting it with the ice as right. much. Not as words. you're dilated. Yeah, you're you're kind of you can use it to like uh, judge because you can tell the volumes. Uh, and okay. the one cup will be warm, you know, when you start, no right. matter what, because it never has the ice in it. So you can also tell like where you're getting with it, how chilled it is by how cold that cup starts getting. Okay. No, and I don't think I have like done showy. that. I've been, I mean, I've been working on it. It's, it's something. It's a, it's a good technique. When I come visit you in uh, showy, in Seattle, you'll have to show me. Yeah, I, come, I, I come to the bar and they'll they'll like walk up while I'm doing it and be like, "Don't do that." <laughs> You're like, "This is my friend." Uh, a, so yeah, yeah, please, please stop doing that. Please stop. We don't want that. <laughs> How this month's music treat you guys, huh? Uh, there were, I listened to a lot of it. Well, I listened to a decent amount of new albums this month. I feel like more than, than the last few. I mean, what, what I feel like I listened to 10 or 12 new records. Anything stand out beside the ones that we're going <laughs> to, beside the standout ones that we already picked before show? Uh, I mean, I like Grizzly Bear. So Daniel Rawson doing Grizzly Bear songs that are like different versions of Grizzly Bear songs is fine by me. I, I mean, thought like, it was awesome. 
It was a great album, but it was like it was it wasn't like the best album I've ever heard. But like he's no. got a, a really beautiful voice, and he's an amazing musician. Like the way he plays his instrument is amazing, and he's got and there's that that sound that they do that it's like far away almost and very clean. Um, he does it incredibly well, and it and it it feels very big. Like What's that the, was the album's called "You Belong There." Yeah. It, uh, I think I, that it peters out towards the end. Like, I feel like he goes on too long. Like, I think it's 40 minutes, 45, and it could have been 30, you know? But I think that's the nature of the project, so. I put it on at work. It worked really well at the uppity bar, cafe place. Fucking, uh, they, uh, I really enjoyed some of the, like, almost stuttery guitars. Like, the, the, the changes. There was changes where they would happen at places that were... Uh, uh, unexpected and and kind of you know like just just sharp or adjacent to what you would expect. Like it'd be like a four four like folky sounding song, and all of a sudden it'd be like one two and a half. Here it is. We're cutting right here, and like I'm gonna make a weird like sound like almost like dirty projectors on an acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah, Lots yeah, of yeah. I and I I mean when off the opening track, I got some Leo Kotke vibes, just like very complex. Uh, you know movements in a in an acoustic song i mean as soon as he starts to sing it, it changes but like when he's just doing the instrumental parts it... perry did you listen to this one i did not get a chance to listen to this one so oh, that's that's fine yeah it was, it was kind of it was background music uh fuck it. <laughs> yeah a little more engaging than background music but you know uh robert i don't think you liked this one the father john misty uh chloe and the next 20th century I that uh, I, I started listening to it, but I didn't make it through. I was just like, "What's this vaudeville shit?" It starts off like vaudevillian, and I just like, I enjoyed yeah, it. It was not bad. Uh, my wife enjoyed it. She was like, "Oh, okay." That's like, I had yeah. it in the background while it was like low <laughs> in the car while we were driving. So that's I who mean, this is for, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I feel very much that was like that tracks. <laughs> Do you guys go out and get some drinks? You know, this Father John Misty shows up and he's playing. She's like, he's pretty good. And you're like, eh, I don't hate this. (laughs) Father John Misty is, uh, I just think, I think of it, I think of him as Father Smug Misty. Like, I like some of his music a lot, but he's, he just thinks so highly of himself. And he sort of, he just seems like the sort of, he seems like a, a hipster pretending to be like an ally but it's really just like a macho bro out there like showing off his intellect and it always comes off as just like really pretentious and unnecessary so like by this time and i mean i used to love the man but as i've grown older i'm sort of like mm, i see your shtick so it's just like it like it didn't draw me in immediately so i was like ah there's plenty of other projects and i knew we weren't focusing on it so I, I just I enjoyed the fact that it had this like it sounds like it could be like a a Nielsen album or fucking like it could be you know like Nielsen Smilson three or whatever fucking but not necessarily that like like that type of like Leon um uh, Leon Russell you know this kind of sounds like the Carney or something like like those seventies rock singer songwriter guys that are like legendary and, and, and maybe you don't like it that much, but it has that sound and it's not the arena rock. It's not the seventies arena rock. So I, I found that interesting. I like that it had that. And he always kind of has something close to that element or that influence. He's I super talented. Really- He's super talented. Yeah, and I, I probably will check it out. It just, it didn't draw me in. And I, and I was like stuck in a car. So I was like, ah, I'll move into something that's not going to like make me aggravated. Did you get to Billy Woods? <laughs> I did not listen to Billy Woods. No. Eighth, eighth, uh, eighth, 
Atheops? Atheops? Atheopies? I don't know how to pronounce that word. Uh, I liked it. Up. It's good. It's just not. It's mid. It's fine. It's an okay project for him. I listen. The more I listened to it, the more I liked it. Oh uh, yeah, I missed this one. Fucking Lustmord put out an album. It's a Lustmord album. You can go listen to it. Uh, I Carpenter like Brew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's dark ambient shit. It's like yep. what he does. <laughs> There's Long. some sick tracks on there, but yeah. uh, we're we're about to get to the good stuff here. Fuck the Carpenter Brew album. Nobody cares about that shit. Fucking, oh, it was uh, terrible. Uh, that was terrible. I'm sorry. That was what was it. Actually, this Carpenter Brute is important that you brought that up because it reminds me of one of the albums we're going to review. <laughs> okay. Uh, fucking, there was that Kurt Vile thing. It was like a fucking cartoon of all Kurt Vile, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Staples, blah, blah, blah. Basically. Undeath was badass. Go listen to Undeath's uh, It's Time to Rise from the Grave. Uh, what else? <laughs> There's something else on this list that I wanted to talk about. Oh, if you like adult contemporary, go to listen to Calexico. <laughs> <laughs> you like Latin adult contemporary? Some of it's okay. I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, right. it's two old guys pretending to be Spanish. I don't think they are, but I couldn't do it. I had a hard time yeah. with it. <laughs> uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, oh, Unlimited Jesus. Love. I Mr. forgot Anthony about this one. Kiedis comes back with all the all the all the all the all of them that are alive. I think you know John, whatever, and they're Mr. all there. Mr. The flea, Will Ferrell. Is it Will Ferrell the drummer? Drums, drumming, <laughs> drumming. Will Ferrell. Uh, I I just remember this being bad. That's all I remember. <laughs> it's so bad. The first track has something about China on the dark side of the moon. Like, and he oh, does yeah. it all like super like oh uh, like the bad like chinese impression uh stereotype oh man it's that, so bad that, like he does for for some reason <laughs> yeah. that he's like comfortable doing over and over again it's an hour and 20 minutes it's so bloated yeah. it was like they got john frusciante back and they're like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna water down californication by like i don't know <laughs> 10 gallons worth and we're gonna fucking make this shit last Two times as long, because why not? And uh, I don't know. We'll st- throw in some watered-down stadium arcadium while we're at it. It was like, glurf, dude. No. Oh, it, it was yeah, so no. bad to listen to. <laughs> it is definitely like watered-down stadium arcadium times two. You know, well, it's like I, he's not even trying. Like, I, if if he was quote unquote trying previously, like it's even I, worse now. Where it's like, what what? How are you writing these lyrics? Is it just like, I, I can't get out of a hat now? Where I was can't. an editor? Yeah. Why was, did anyone tell them this wasn't okay for them to make an hour and 20 minute long record? Like, like, okay, half of these songs Anthony. were like half-baked ideas that are just like was, floating around and like like nothing happening. Stop. I was going to say, tell me tell me that this shit doesn't sound like fucking Will Ferrell and the Flea Guy going into the fucking studio and laying down a rhythm track for the fucking guitar guy to come on top of. And then they were like, all right, call in the fucking pedophile douchebag. And then Anthony Kiedis is like, shimma shama shimma long a bing bong. That's me. I break the little kids, y'all. <laughs> Damn, fucking, I was, Anthony, is that you? I hate you. <laughs> I was reading about that fucking, like, I completely forgot about the time that Anthony Kiedis fully wrote, like, it, like, raped a fucking 14-year-old <sighs> after a show and then wrote a song about it and was, like, open about the fact that he had... Mm-hmm. Fucked a fourteen-year-old and wrote a song about it. It's cool, it. right, guys? Ugh. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's still like a that's. Dude, that and this album was sucks, still better dude. than Kid Rock's album last month. I guess, yeah. yeah that's. For I mean, sure. this band just sucks. I was even all reading something about how like, um, fucking Flea and Chad Smith are like he was interviewed. He's like, yeah, we don't hang out outside the band, and I was like, well, I mean, that's not that weird, but still, like, you guys suck, like. <laughs> Dude, I it's at least with the Kid Rock album from last month, we you could at least say that it's so out there and fucking stupid that it's almost a parody of itself, and that was kind of what the conclusion was of that episode, even right, that review. Fucking this this album's just is what is is this Red Hot Chili Peppers? This is this like drive-through version of Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know? Want a double cheeseburger? But I got this. Well, Ice it's cold water California, boots, so it's probably a double double from In and Out. Oh, shimma 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 longa bing bong. Yeah, because you always got to sing about California. In your in your automobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is no good. That's. God damn it. Fuck, fuck Anthony Kiedis. I fucking yeah. hate Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. God, Me fucking too. damn it. With a passion, dude. That guy so, sucks ass in a bad way. Uh, the, Let's get to the real hardest stuff here. This isn't what we're reviewing, reviewing, but we should talk about this. I didn't, I just, I, oh my God. <laughs> Jack White of the White Stripes has released a another solo album. I think this is his second solo album. Wait, 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 wait. I think it's like his fourth no way. Yeah, dude, what? he's been wait, releasing wait. solo material for years now. Blunderbuss no. came out a while back. Blunderbuss was definitely a second one, dude. This has got to no, be No, Blunderbuss was the first one. Are you sure? Jack White solo No. Albums. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Lazaretto was one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jack White. Oh, <laughs> I thought I thought Blunderbuss and Lazaretto were the same, were the same album. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, okay, hold I, well, on. There's your this problem is, right there. This is friend. his fourth, and his fifth is coming out this year. Boarding House Reach happened in 2018. I never listened to that one. I forgot. I listened to that one, too. I listened to that one. It was, oh, it I was, did try to listen crazy. to that one. It was insane. Not like, very all good. over the place. This album was just like a bunch of Line Six guitars. I don't know why he like loves Line Six all of a sudden. It's like it's like he was like, I want to make a really cool Line Six effect, and that's gonna be this whole album. And then he was like, Oh, uh, Badero, and then he did it. I mean, my my notes are literally this album. Like, what was it? Uh, oh, this isn't an album. This was a like music company's sampler CD to show you all the effects on this multi effects processor. Well, Look you, what this thing can do. <laughs> you know what? You know what? For uh, what you just described is pretty much what that uh, Tonto, the ex- expanding headband album was. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I will say that I, I kind of loved some of the guitar on this album. It was fucking ridiculous. Like just Well, there's... Why- the- it hella relied on just that fucking super easy, just <laughs> bass rhythm, and I, <laughs> I, I, I. It was hard for me driving not to like fucking tap my thumbs, but then I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> the, jet- vocals. <laughs> the vocals, the vocals, on like a, oh. the backup singers. Let's get a choir in here. Fuck, what was that song called? Oh, I gotta. What uh, was it? Heidi Heidi. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi ho, ho with Q-Tip, dude of all people, Q-Tip, too. I don't know what that was. I don't, I don't even know. About. God damn it. What was the one where there was like a, 
Into the Twilight. It. Fucking that one earwormed me. That's that fucking weird ass dark like into the twilight. It's ah, I woke up with it in my head and I was like, no, oh, no. <laughs> no. Robert, I mean, this album was funny and fine. Like it was dumb in a way, but like also Jack White's a talented guitarist. So like, even if it's sort of like ham cheese, like he still makes like a well grilled ham and cheese. Like, I don't know. I was like, this is dumb, but it's also like, he doesn't care. And it's clear. Like, he's just like, I'm going to play this guitar. Though. I'm going to play the fuck out of it. And he does. And mm-hmm. he does it in his goofy Jack white way over those goofy ass sound effects. Like those tones are so <laughs> silly. It is silly. It feels like he wants to be a synthesizer. Like he wants to be playing a keyboard for some reason, but I had fun with the album. I thought it was dumb, funny. I thought it was like a, like a, like old Will Ferrell movies. It was just like, it was a stupid pleasure. Like, I wouldn't be like, this is my favorite thing I've ever heard, but I'd be like, all right, if it was on in the background, I'd be like, sure, sure, why not, Jack White? Sure. Like, go for it, dude. Do your thing. You uh, go ahead and, and pitch shift your guitar and go, <laughs> just for forever. Cool, right? Right? That, that uh, was like, my change. That was my change. We've, we've been listening to old guys play their music not as well as they used to. So, like, listening to Jack White, like, it's clear that he's still capable, but he's, like, also still trying to sell more records than he's trying well, to make he's art. A... So, like, but the irony is it's like it's not like Kid Rock where he's, like, ironically saying the same thing about himself as he makes a record that he's going to sell millions and millions of units of because it's it's got an idea in it. Jack White's just like, I'm dumb and stupid and I've got lots of money. Here's my guitar stuff. I don't know. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, all right. Let's do it. Let's 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 really do our, our, our... That was the roundup. Let's do the review. So let's talk about... Some of, one, of, one of my... At one point, at least, recently, one of my favorite bands... Uh... The the Gizzard King and the Reptilian Wizard guys from Australia <laughs> with with the new ridiculously named album Om, uh, Omnium Gatherum Omnium Gatherum Omnium Gatherum Cool guys cool yeah cool great cool great uh, <laughs> I don't why did you steal Grandpa's fucking prog rock artwork for your cover. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, d- some I, of those tracks speak for it right there, my friend. It's yeah, it's it. That, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> uh, this, uh, this, these. I if you don't know who King Gizzard and the Gizzard Lizard is at this point, I guess whatever. You're probably not gonna want to listen to it. Uh, a psychedelic progressive rock band known for doing like five albums in one year in 2017. Uh, Nonagon Infinity is a great album that they made. Fucking Quarters, uh, hit after hit, fucking underground psych rock guitar experimental stuff. At this point, I've, I've like the last couple of years, haven't really liked too much they've released except for that metal album. And uh, I don't know what this like, New album is a double album. It's it like touches on every fucking thing they've done in the past three or four years, kind of. And I just don't know how I feel about <laughs> what I have experienced for the last couple of days because it just came out. 
I it starts with an 18 minute long track, guys. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly just guitars going and that's badass. I love that the 18 minute long track does just kind of go like, all right, fuck it, start guitar soloing, man, because this is we can't just keep saying drip drip. If I hear what a fucking why stop saying that stop fucking like why is point taken solo let's get three guitars doing it I knew that song somehow like it must be the single off of it and at some point you shared it with us when they maybe released an EP or something and I was like how do I know this song already and it is 18 minutes how do I know this song. Like what? Oh man! Apparently, they released. I missed. There was a an album in between this last this album and um whatever that this Butterfly Three Thousand. Oh yeah, I didn't like Butterfly Three Thousand at all. Um, and there was a a, a thirty minute EP in between with a with two fifteen minute long songs, and then they did a uh release with tropical fuckstorm called satanic slumber party which i actually i kind of dug it like the the track was cool it was fun it was whatever i don't even like tropical fuckstorm that much and they uh also then they released the fucking single or whatever they released a combination of the satanic slumber party and that 18-minute-long song. So the 18-minute-long song was released as a single. It was released on a vinyl already previously. And it has Tropical Fuckstorm on it, I think. Okay. So, yes, that, that, that part of the album was. But that was how the promo went. A bunch of confusing releases all just kind of smashed together with a another band that's not anywhere near as good and has a terrible, 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 terrible fucking name. What's one of the worst fucking Dude, that's names? that's a terrible marketing name. Like, you oh just my God. shoot yourself in the foot with that shit, dude. It's not even And then you try cool. to own it. And then, yeah, exactly. It's like you double down, try to own it, and like, it, whatever. Have at it, guys. We're tough. This fucking album was a roller coaster of a fucking ride, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> Like this is one of the ones I do wish I took gummies, gummies to man, because it was like, <laughs> what is going on? Like that transition from like Gaia to Ambergris was like <laughs> every every that transition on every track. It's like, what are we doing next? I really don't know. Well, you better reach into the hat and pull out an answer because uh, yeah, we yeah. need a style. <laughs> Dude, the second song is like uh, is like their best impression of MGMT, like, and they. At like and then they move into like the Kepler song, which like the first three songs are like almost songs that fit together. And then when it guy hits, I was just like, no, no, nah. what is happening? Excuse me, what and why? Oh, yeah, why they, would they you watched... do that after the soft thing that's like psychedelic and just sort of goofy? And, and because then they, they watched too much uh, Captain Planet. Well, so here's the other thing about King Gizzard and the Gizzard Lizard. Gizzard, Lizard, Wizard, Wizard, Gizzard. Wizard, Gizzard, Lizard, Fizzard. Uh, is that their their albums are supposed to uh, interlock and be a part of the Gizzard verse? Mm. So Gaia and the song Predator uh, X. Yeah. Predator X are the is the other one. Yeah, 
directly tie into uh, Infest the Rat Nest, the album, the 2019 metal album, thrash metal album they put out. It was sort of thrash. It was like 70s thrash metal, whatever. Uh, Predator X even has an excerpt from one of the songs from that album in it. Uh, I think that the idea here was that the album was supposed to be a meeting place for some of the most recent King Gizzard, Gizzard verse additions. As a brand new listener, I would say that's presumptuous uh, at the least. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like Kepler uh, 22B, which is one of my least favorite songs on the album, actually. One of them. Uh, Talks about like watching someone from outer space. I think that relates back to one of the fucking out, al- maybe the fucking rat's nest album, even because that album's about traveling to space. There's like, uh, one of these, the evilest man has a guitar part that's ripped straight from Nonagon infinity. Nonagon also relates directly to their, um, murder of the universe album, which was like three different narratives in one progressive album. Weird, weirdness. Uh, but not knowing that, this does make it just seem like a fucking, like, all right, shotgun shell, pump, you know, just fucking blast that motherfucker birdshot all over the place. I just got high as fuck and we're like, next? yeah, we're going to put these I, tracks, man. I think Magenta Mountain relates directly to the previous album, and I don't know how, because I couldn't stand it. It's like rip off fucking Animal Collective almost. Synth pop Animal Collective. They do that like Octopus's Garden in the Sea song, no Garden Gnome one. What the fuck is that? Go what? What uh, was that goblin? song? The Garden, garden goblin, goblin is so absurd, and it's just like had a looking at me, and it's like so, shut the. F- are you fucking kidding me right now? After like, I think it feel like it follows the rap songs. Also, do they do a Limp Biscuit song on this? Because the second rap song fucking sounds like a Limp Biscuit track until the, the flute comes what? in. Until the flute comes in, but up until the flute, I was like. This is uncomfortably close to my boyfriend Durst. What the fuck was up with the rap song? Sadie Uh, Sorceress? Sadie Sorceress. Dude, that was the one when you were talking and I was like, no way, MC Chris. And then it's like, (laughs) that shit pops It sounds like MC Chris. And I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Is he trying to sing I Want Candy right now? You guys, by the third time I listened to it, I was kind of like, yo, alright. I'm getting into this. He's dropping some flows, man. and then I I don't, the Grim I don't Reaper like, was. Ugh. It's just something about the fact that they were they chose to be like boom boom dump, boom boom, like oh wow, you were reaching into the bottom of the barrel. Nineteen ninety two Beck like, album, my it. dudes. Cool, yeah. nineteen ninety two Becks, uh, calling it back, neato. Like if you took if you took off some of the rapping though, it'd be like all right, that was a cool little fucking weird Not instrumental like, breakdown. Cool sounds, but like, yeah, that rap was just, it didn't fit, and it was very off-putting to me on both tracks. The Green Reaper. song that really got to me was pers- Persistence, <laughs> and it's followed by The Grim Reaper, which is followed by Presumptions, and Presumptions and Persistence oh. seem like they, like, mirror each other, dude. and they're just like, it's awful, it's not. Well, Presumptuous sounds like fucking 
like Santana or fucking uh, Antimask that uh, at the drive-in slash Mars Volta yeah. presumption group. Yeah. Yeah. Presumption sounds like Bruno Mars <laughs> featuring. Yeah, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, it, it's like all these weird. It, it is. Uh, huh. They're really talented uh, musicians, though. Once again, this is an album that, like, you know, they've been around for like a decade, well, and they're very talented musicians. So each one of these songs, if you'd shown it to me in a different context, I might feel differently about them. So what I think the weakness of this record is is how it's held together. Like we're saying, it's a rap song, and then it's a psych rock song, and then it's a callback to uh, one of the weird Beatles tracks, and then it's like, oh man, I really like the zombies, and it's like, oh, do you guys remember back? And it's like, stop, 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 please. Like, this is unlistenable. Like, I can't go from one track to the next. I would never listen to this all the way through ever again. Never. One of these songs, it was like, I, I, a part of it stood out to me. And I can't remember if it was the Kepler 22 or I think it was Amber Grease, where like I never liked the song. But if you listen to it long enough, there's a part where all of a sudden there's these like distorted, weird electronic drums that happen that go to like a stop. And then it all comes back in. And like some of these like sounds that they're using and these like backgrounds, these musical backgrounds they are establishing sound beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. they sound like deep and rich and sometimes very clean or like beautiful like trembling almost like harp harp sounding thing you know or like like marimbas like all these different ethnic type of instruments or classically classically used instruments that get ignored in psych rock somewhat uh, rock and roll bands but still i you, you got yeah it was literally a song where i didn't like it and there's a part where when it happens i just go whoa that was cool Dude, I've never and then had it starts a, again. I've never had a like band, I've never had a band sell me on candles. So Oh my god. Candles. Candles. Like right. stop. Stop saying candles. Like uh, like Wait, do I need to go out? Is there an American candle nearby? Do I need to go buy some? Is that what's going on? And that song sounds so cool. It sounds like it's, a tropical yeah, fucking It has a cool yeah. vibe, but they say that word so many times. It's like a but it's like a drinking game, like trying to drink every time they say Roxanne in Roxanne. You have to drink every time they say candle. Oh, no. I'm passed out. <laughs> I'm annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drunk and annoyed at that point. I love the drums on this album. That's my favorite part. The drummer is fucking fantastic. And, like, yeah, there's really interesting sonic background sounds. Like, you are talking about Kepler earlier. There's, like like a keyboard like glistening in the background while he's just like like rolling along the drum kit and it's like i i don't know there's a lot of in cool mo- every song has a cool moment like the uh fred durst song all of a sudden hits out that uh that flute and i'm like what this is incredible why would you what's that how did you decide that on this track that's a rap but song that, yes, that's flute? sort of a Limp Biscuit track, and also you guys are too good to be Limp Biscuit, but I mean, still. And then now you're you're like Jethro tells somebody I like. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> like they're always referencing something. It feels like they're super smart, but they're like too smart. They're like they're like the kind of smart where they're like sort of kicking themselves in the in the you know in the face. Like dog, a bit much. Just tone it back. Come on. Plus, some of these songs. Yeah, I don't. I don't I know. I feel like they could have been trimmed down. Yeah, I don't know if any song really stuck out to me as like 
like a standout track in sense. I think maybe blame it on the weather just based on its like yeah like cool flow of vibe and even even using the title like in, in the lyrics was very like that one stuck out to me just in remembrance but that was only just because of that grab you know just that little hook everything guy else is just... an o- guy is <laughs> yeah. an okay song but it's like what is this doing here guy <laughs> the earth is trees the earth is breeze the earth is please stop polluting these places friends. earth wind friends. fire heart Gaia. So the lyrics like are both, so dumb. both fucking both both discs have one fucking metal song obviously that yep. must be the idea if this is a two disc album right and i uh there is it's the only point on either disc where all of a sudden the vocals go from like ah, 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 to and then immediately right back to Penetrax. Candles, Unless it's candles, 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 candles. I want candles, bubblegum and taffy. I do. That's what I... <laughs> fucking A, son of a bitch. <laughs> what? Goddamn MC Chris. All right. Where, where we go? I, you, I'm just doing I'm doing mine first. I don't think it's worse than 311. There's no fucking way. All the playing is way too talented. The recording's very, very nice sounding. Uh, it's uh it's it's almost almost like a muffly warm type of of sounding record it's great uh it's just the songs are goofy and they're all over the place i am going like a two beautiful disaster and i would like to point out that i do feel like this is sort of a them wrapping up some loose ends and putting it all together like they did on their album polygon walla land and I feel like they do this every every few good albums. They kind of like have all these leftover songs that they throw at this. And as a King Gizzard fan, I can see that to some degree. And I would be willing to argue that it could be a three. And I could almost be down with this, but I'm not. It's Beautiful Disasters too. Who's next? Go. Fight. Perry, do you it. You with the cat. You with the cat. What do you got? <laughs> okay, I, 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 I feel similarly. It's, it's too all over the place. It's hectic. It's frustrating. There are moments that are, like, it, it has moments of brilliance, and these guys are incredibly talented. Like, it's it's obnoxious how well they can play the guitar. Like you say, the recording stands out. Like, it's so clean. They are hitting every note. There's really complex uh, riffs and, and lead lines that are just incredible, but... Then they're lost in this in in the muck that is transition. Like you cannot transition from MC Chris and Fred Durst into a song about candles that's like wants to be an MGMT track. I'm sorry, but it's beautiful disaster. It's a heavy beautiful disaster. It does does not deserve anything other than that. If you want to talk individual tracks with me, I'll chat you up about which one's a four or a three or a five. But as a, as a whole concept, this album is a goofy fucked up mess. So beautiful disaster for sure. Yeah, uh, I can't argue with that. I, uh, there was part of me that was going to say down, but it's just, Same. I think, every, it just, I, 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 as I said, nothing sticks out. There's no, like, fantastic track that I'm like, this fucking one right here. It's all kind of spread around. There's a lot of influence from a lot of bands that I think there's so many of these tracks. I'm like, oh, that sounds like so-and-so uh, to the point where, I mean, not bad like as as everybody says super fucking talented dude there's some some crazy shit going on 
uh, Gaia is still a pretty badass track in the middle of fucking like, why? <laughs> why is it right there? <laughs> but, so, I mean, all that, it's, it's hard not to. And then couple that with I am not big on the gizzard verse. So this is like trying to probably watch like Endgame or Infinity War without having watched a goddamn thing. So if there is all that cool stuff going on, like that is super cool and I'd love to like dig into that more, but at not knowing that why? So I mean, it's 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 very much like they started making an album. They were like, "All right, so we got this long trek here." And uh, we got this other one left over from the butterfly bullshit. I should probably go there. And then, uh, and then they intertwine hey, hey, like cogs. Hey, do you guys remember? You remember when we did that heavy stuff? Do we got any other heavy stuff? I feel like we haven't done any heavy stuff in a while. Let's put some heavy. What, where's well, that? We, we watched Predator versus uh, Terminator recently, didn't we? They even say Did Terminator we... in that song at one point. <laughs> Dude, like... In the Predator X song. Yeah. The Predator X song, I think, relates back to the song Superbug, which is about a, uh, oh my god, uh, it's from the Infest the Rat Nest album, and the lyrics are basically about, like, a virus or some kind of bacteria that won't die, and it has the lyrics, uh, Superbug took all your prescription drugs and gave a shrug, he never ever gives a fuck. <laughs> like super bugs i think like there's cool something I, I think there's something else to that too but like that's that's the silly silly lyrics and that whole album is is about i think the super bug kills is killing humanity and we the rich rich take mars and so the poor people try to take venus uh but yay it's like it's like a, a a religious cult that tries to take Venus, and they they're all driven by space sickness. Basically, they go crazy on the journey over to Venus, and uh, each each vessel that tried to go populate the planet drove their vessel directly into the sun or some shit like that and died, or lit themselves on fire and killed everybody. Else. That's what the that's what the album's about. Sounds like it could be tied to like the Dead Space universe. I wish so, I had more of the lore in my head so that I knew. So Predator I know, X like somehow fits deeper in shit there. into this, like, it'd be really cool. There's, like, a, there's a lot that goes on in King Gizzard. In the Gizzard. In the, the Gizzard verse. There's a lot. There's Balrogs and gods making creatures and cyborgs which, making How did the fucking people. Gandalf and the Balrog get on the fucking mountain? I always wondered that one. Like, uh, they magic. fell. They're magic, though. And then they're on a mountain. They're both magical creatures. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's all they... You don't need to... As soon as you accept magic into your life, you don't have to argue anything. I'm sorry. Have you have you accepted our Lord and Savior magic? Into your life? <laughs> I wish they Tell just, me Jesus wasn't magic. I wish they just named this album Leftovers and then like had a picture of a pizza <laughs> Dude, on it. Awesome. And then I would have been fine. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, at, you like know what I mean? Like even just like, lasagna. just like just like reframing it, you know, not calling it uh, made up wordiums in the wordporium heart uh, mouse pad art. You know what I mean? Like I, if they had you know done something differently, <laughs> I would have approached it differently. You know what I mean? 
But no, they were like, nah, MC Escher in the art pad of Doom or whatever. Like, I, I don't know, man. Weird. Like, I just want, I just wanted, I just wanted to know what I was getting into. They so. inked the well, deal with Spencer with the posters already. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if somebody, if if I was an eighteen year old and someone gave me that poster to put up on my fucking wall, I'd be like, yeah, in my college dorm room, that shit would go up. Hell yeah, dude. I listen, listen. to this band. It has such a long name and is so goofy that you're not going right. to even read that shit. You get bored after the amp. amp sand you're like oh my god there's Wait, still there's more, more this is a band but uh here's here's my thing about that and as a like a, a pretty deep king gizzard fan is the this band constantly fucking does this constantly they're just like uh here's another leftover album and you're like oh fuck <laughs> fuck yes new king gizzard album then you put it on and you're like Fuck yes, two new songs from that album that I liked, two songs from the album I didn't like. Uh, this one probably goes at the end over here, actually, and now I don't have an album left. Aww. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. cool Aww. that they put out that much like music, too. Sounds like our economy and taxes. <laughs> I, I don't I, I, This also does remind me of the... The last of the KG and the LW album, which is obviously the same album, and it's supposed to be the follow-up to the microtonal banana album that they made back when, whenever, that I thought was okay. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's just not... Let me know. Just let, let me fucking know that I'm getting into a fucking collection here instead of a fucking thought-out album that you set out to record. Please, just next time. It's cool to be like, hey, man, we still like some of these tracks, yep. but they don't belong anywhere, you know? Like, they didn't fit exactly in the last album, nor the one before. We have They're clearly prolific, so they have a lot of things they've recorded and they've done, you know? Like, that's impressive in and of itself. But it's still sort of jarring and disconnects you from the listening when you're experiencing it that way, so. I felt almost stupid when I looked at the name and was like, oh, Omnium. Like, all of it. Like, all of the stuff that you... Like, all the things you do, gather... Oh, like, you gathered a little bit of everything you do and stuff it in there with two Beck songs featuring MC Chris and Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm fuck. Boba, the fat... Outsmarted. It was in the, It was inside of the maze of art the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> if you only looked closer... At the promotional material, you would have noticed music. The secret, it was always there. You music have no power was the over me. The whole time, I fucking love the the actual album is hidden. It's written within the artwork, but you have to know how to play it properly. None of it's actually on the album. That's well, the that album. What, isn't that what the entire uh, album's all pieced together in one giant puzzle? Tiny it's, pictures. Create the so. ultimate album. I hope so. That I was I was reading something where the it turns out to guys, be a Joker's card, and you're like, what? The guys, <laughs> the guys that do this, Stu McKenzie and Cook something. The dude's name is Cook Craig. I think it's Cook Craig. They're like the main dudes. Uh, they also this is one of the first albums without their secondary drummer. So that's pretty cool, Robert. That you liked the drums because they're missing like half their rhythm section. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, uh, but I mean, like, bands with two drummers. One of them wants to quit. Oh, no. Please don't. What will Stop. we do? Where are you going? <laughs> I don't yeah, know who's going to find a drummer. Who's going to play drums? <laughs> oh, probably the drummer. 
<laughs> Fuck. Bye. Plus out the drum machine for the other, for the complicated polyrhythms. You know, I don't care. Uh, oh, man. The, the two guys, they were talking about, I read a thing where they said that um, they often joke about how is the story going to end. And that really makes me feel like there is no real story. They just constantly <laughs> self-reference each other. And it's just a big meta fucking like circle jerk. Just the snake eating its tail, man. We're just having fun. I mean, good on him, man. Good on him. Good on him. Mm-hmm. So, that's the end of the month. Uh, we're going to go into, what's the next month? Is it April? Is it March yet? May. I think May, we're going man. into May. Oh, so, this February, uh, we're, it's going to be busy, guys. I'm sorry. All right, I'm gonna, I'm doing this on the air here too. This is uh, we're putting it on there. We we might be a little overwhelmed. We got a lot to cover, and Stokes wants to sit in, so we might do some extra stuff. So maybe if we miss an album here or there, don't blame us. All right, this is it's gonna be a busy month, but after next month, we're gonna move into the themes. You know that? Theming you excited? It. Hell yeah! You guys I excited? Feel yeah. It. yeah, 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 yeah. What's happening next week? What are we doing? Dude, who remembers? I, mean, I don't remember. I'm trying to look at the updated, and I'm seeing it. I don't think it's right, but it says Rush. Is that right? It is Rush. Okay. I wasn't so Sepultura or whatever it was. But it's We're Rush. doing sepul- Sepultura and, after Rush. And then, but, well, there's one that says, it says Rush May 1st, and then it has Special, and then Sepultura, and then Muddy Waters. So, right, right, right. Uh, that's Stokes wrong. Has, is that, what did Stoke picks? Did Stokes pick something? Well, see, that's the, yeah, that's the other thing is I was trying to get him to pick an Amber release. But he wants to That would be cool. And he was like, "What about Collective Soul?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, but I uh, like the whole. I wasn't trying to do like a whole discography, you know. Like we already got the discographies planned out for like the year, for the most part. You know, we just like went ahead and did it, so it's easier, so we know what's happening. And and he, and he was like, "Oh yeah, well, I." Man, I I just always thought that that one collective soul was just that that album was just so bad when I was growing up as a kid, and I was like, well, you know, if we want to do one that you hate, I guess we could do one that you hate. Why not? It's a pretty loose show over here. We kind of do whatever we want with these like mid mid months and the end of the month things. And, it's an uh, anti amber. Well, he's a, it's a special episode with a special guest, so it's yeah, yeah exactly. And so he it's a bizarro he, like, amber alert. Then I said, "Let me talk to the to the rest of the guys and see if uh, see what they think." Because I mean, if we're gonna talk about Collective Soul, we may as well just talk about all of Collective Soul. When the fuck else are any of us gonna pick that? <laughs> when are we ever gonna work that in? You know, we're just not. Uh... And 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 Stoke says to me, he goes, "Well, they only got like two albums, right?" <laughs> it's like, dude, it looks like eleven or something. Yeah, just look it up. Just for like two seconds. Ten, ten. <laughs> They've got ten. They made music in 2019. I didn't know they were still around. Good lord. Me either. Geek. Yeah, that's so, really geek, dude. That is. I'm saying. I'm saying. Let's put it in there. We're, let's do it. Let's just do it all. And like, he'll probably not. I keep pouring myself shots and forgetting that I poured them and picking them up like a jackass. I'm gonna be drunk when we get off the air. <laughs> uh, fucking. I mean, I doubt Stokes will listen to all of it. And if we don't get to all of it, you know, I'm pretty persistent with it. So at least, you know, skim it. We'll be fine. I don't right. think we're going to miss miss much by not 
fully taking in the 45 minutes of the 2019 Collective Soul album. Yeah, um, I think we'll I think we'll be able to get the picture of that one by some quick like listen for thirty seconds and skip. Just guessing. Only nineteen Rush albums, so that's. I hate Rush. Only nineteen of them, so don't. Did you know that you picked that right, Robert? I did. Uh, was that you? Don't that was think Perry. I picked it. I, I think did. we we're, we're all over the place because uh we had we had like birthdays and I wanted I to uh out, we. I wanted to choose a an older one, and I wanted to choose a band that I'm always supposed to like, but everything I've ever heard, I've never really been into. So I was sense. like, maybe, maybe we do Rush, and maybe it'll change my mind. But I th- we'll see. I hate Rush. <laughs> just, I feel that they're one of those bands that I'm I've always been quote unquote supposed to like. Like when people talk about bands, you know. Uh huh. And I you would from, love Rush. Yeah, that type of thing, and where I'm just like, well, everything I've I, heard, it's like, well, that's that's just or not my style. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's something about it I just can't do. The uh, I I showed Stokes the fucking lineup, what's coming up, and he immediately went, oh, I fucking love Rush, but I don't want to come on and just fucking like talk at you guys for fucking however long about how the first and i think he said 12 albums i'm not sure he was like from like 1970 like blank to like 1980 oh i just love that shit that's just some of my favorite shit and i was like what are you serious he goes yeah i would love to come talk about rush but that's what i'm like and i was like yeah so can you do it because i think we're gonna need that otherwise it's gonna be us being like i don't know blues licks in like Radio friendly progressive fashion. This is weird. Oh my god! But, but it's a you concept album. That episode of uh, Trailer Park Boys, where they kidnap. Oh, with Rush. the dude, where they kidnap the guitar player. Yeah, 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 yep. They like Rush. All right, Pretty boys, <laughs> smokes. Let's go. So that's next week on Is It Worse Than Three Eleven. Rush. We're going to have Mr. John Stokes on unless he forgets. Who cares? Uh, we have a website. There's, I have comics. Oh, I released an album. We didn't talk about that. I released an album. Was, I did. Hell yeah. Splatter. Hell yeah. Nice. Splat, Splattercaster or STR or SR or S. It's like an S and a, a P and an L. And then there's like a double dagger. And it's like an are and then like a it's hard to search greater than (laughs) if you if you if you type in to a music uh uh of streaming service if you type s wait was s l s p l hashtag r it should come up and when you see it, you go, yeah, that's a Splattercaster. And I hate the name Splattercaster. And, and I, I would really love to just change it to the S and the double dagger R, which could read STR or it could like it's a, but like they won't let me. They won't let me. OK, they won't let me change the name of the artist on the streaming platform. So it is written like a witch house band <laughs> on purpose. I like it. That was that's funny. I think it's funny. It just makes it so that you can't search it and that I only have between five and eight listeners per month. <laughs> that might also be because it's like electronic noise music. 
I'm listening to it right now. That's a fucking a great. Have fun. <coughs> Go stare at the wall. <laughs> Sorry about your hearing. <laughs> and on that, um, have a blessed I'm night. Ste- I'm stealing Perry's line. Deuces. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, bitch, I said it first. No. Defeat. Fatality. Was it it character-based or environment-based fatality? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. What what is it when you like take over, take over somebody else's whole thing and just like devour them? I became you. The movie Ravenous. It's like uh, that's pretty much the the whole the ending of that King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard album I was talking about. The murder of the universe. Gonna eat your brains and gain your knowledge. I I drink your milkshake. I drink it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the the cyborg guy that's in all the other albums. He uh, devours the universe. He starts puking, and then becomes. The, I don't know. Anyways, that's it. Bye. <laughs>